You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Featuring the week's roundup and commentary on music news. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Hey guys, welcome to Black Hollywood Live to Beat. It's your boy DJ Jesse Janity. We are back. Happy New Year, y'all. I am joined in studio. Unfortunately, Queen is out sick, but that's all right. Because we got the one and only Sean Allen. What's up? What's up? Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and happy Hanukkah. I mean, we're just going to say know, all right? happy Kwanzaa. Like, you just directing to something. I had to say Kwanzaa. All right. Well, we accept everybody up in <laughs> I'm here. Joking. All right. Well,. We got black. a lot that we have to catch up on. We have like two weeks that we have not been here in studio Maybe. that we need to, you know, get going. And so the first thing I want to talk about is congratulations to Ludacris. Yes, yes. His wife is beautiful. Her name is, how do you say it? You, I was going to ask you. Eduxi um, Mabunjuang. Yeah, she's from Africa. Trying to she's a, she was a med student. So he got him a, a, a smart girl, educated one. And, and they've been dating for a minute. She's twenty eight years old. Was it old. ten years? I want to say. I don't 10 know years. if they've been dating that long, but I know it's been a while. And um she kinda like he got him a good girl, you know, not a video girl, not an Instagram model. He got him a girl who is educated, speaks like a million languages, you know what I'm saying? So like you girls out there who's trying to come up on some rappers, the ones getting wiped up are the ones who's about to be doctors and shit. So Boop. get your education. Oh, but she boy. she she stopped uh she dropped out of uh, not I don't want to say dropped off, but she put med school on hold to be with Lucas. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. So well, congratulations to y'all. They uh, proposed like uh, two weeks before they ended up getting married. No, um, I read about this. He proposed to her on a private jet, and she said yes, of course. And when the jet landed, it landed like at his house or something. And they had wedding. a wedding, yeah. Damn. And like her whole family and friends and everybody was there, like, you know. Good thing she said yes. <laughs> I know, right? But <laughs> well, she's like, you know what? I just really like the dating aspect. Right, right. You know. All right. Well, moving on from that, uh, this week Empire premiered. What did you think of uh, Empire? I thought it was dope. I thought like I'm gonna be watching it. I'm not a TV person, but I'm definitely gonna be tuned in every Wednesday at nine o'clock. Um, what I didn't like about it first is that I thought it was fast and it was very, it was heavy. The first episode was heavy and too fast. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, I thought it was. Um, it was, it was fast. It was a lot to like the concept of the show and the boy being gay and his relationship with his father and the mother getting, it was, it was a lot all in the first episode. See, this served me dynasty. But I was, was watching this like, it was like, cause you know, me and my roommates, we'd be sitting up, we'd be rolling up, we'd be, you know what I mean? <laughs> chilling, baking our, cooking our dinner. And we done got through a couple of them when we was sitting there watching. We still had 10 minutes left. We was like, wait, this still more. <laughs> we was like, how many more episodes of this? And it was just the first premiere. Cause I had caught it on Hulu. I couldn't watch the premiere, unfortunately. Um, I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. It had the perfect um, 2015 ADHD type of like keep me entertained and keep it pushing. I thought that Terrence Howard and Taraji were the two.
two perfect actors to get for these roles um, to deliver something on screen that makes it feel like a movie. No shade, no shade, no shade on Miss Carrie Washington and Scandal, but Scandal to me doesn't give me that depth. There is a depth with Scandal that I do enjoy. There is a depth with How to Get Away with Murder that I do enjoy. But acting-wise, there were just scenes with Terrence and Tarazi that I was just up in there like, what am I watching right now? Like, this is going to be a TV Every show. Every fucking Wednesday. Crazy, right? Every Wednesday. Now, let's get into some of the storylines. Like, okay, so we have what, Jamal, who is the gay character on the show. Right. All right, so I love that they added this in there. Um, I'm always an agenda person, so I love the agenda behind using this platform to put a, an Af- a gay African-American male um, at the forefront to say, hey, you know what? Because I feel like they are going to boost his career and I feel like they're going to be able – because in, now in today's world, that there is no platform for someone like that. Right. So they're going to create it on TV. So it's normal. We accept it and bam, someone will be able to come out. I can imagine who it's going to be. Now you said that the show is trying to take the glee aspect in which they're trying to create – you know, artists off of the show. Right. Now, here's my thing with it. Now, the actor, I thought he was great for the role, but, like, vocally, I mean, maybe they're just, you know, building us up to it. But vocally, I was kind of, like, not really, like, blown away by anybody except for that first girl. When that show, when the show started and she was singing, I don't know what she was singing, but she was like, <laughs> and he was like, sing like your brother got shot. And That's then that bitch was artist. Like, and I, I, I was reading on Twitter that at the end of the season... So she's going to be on – her part on the show is going to be, like, in the studio. There's going to be an artist that they're developing. It's not going to be too much dialogue, but we're going to see her on the show. And by the end of the show, she's going to have her single in real life and her album out. So it's like – See, that's how I want them to do yeah. it. I, no, no, no. I'm not Because it's no no offense or nothing like that. But, like, for someone, like, to take uh, the Jamal character or his younger brother's character and to – make them artists off of this show it's very hannah montana for me like i don't want to see that so like if we're to do that and watch an artist develop but not really get too much dialogue from it because i don't want to know right because then outside of the show i'm basing you off of what the show is about i don't want to do that so i can respect the show i I, i'm hooked I, i really tried to wait like two days to not watch it like it can't be all that it was Bitch, really it was good. on my timeline. Yeah, my friend's like, you ain't seen Empire yet? Everybody was talking about it, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not a TV person. So I got on Twitter and Facebook, the fucking whole, even on Instagram, everybody had memes were fucking made. The show wasn't even over yet, and there were, like, all types of memes up there. I'm just like, this Cookie. is crazy. And I watched it, and I'm just like, wow, the show is like. And fucking Taraji P. Henson and uh, what's uh, Terrence Howard? That chemistry is like that's magic. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't even I would I want every time I see her I want to see him. Yeah, just in general because they're dope together and um, she's fucking funny. And she was uh, talking about in an interview she was saying that there was a lot of they allowed her to do a lot of ad libbing. So like shit that's not even in the script. You know what I'm saying? She was just saying, and like she said, it was all working. She makes the show. Yeah, she makes the show. One hundred percent. She is that spice that. It just brings it to a whole yeah, another she, level. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you, Fox, for, for picking that up because I'm excited to see that. Moving on from that, Beats by Dre and Monster are in some drama right now. Um, <laughs> Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine 
are kind of getting a bad uh, rap as scam artists right. right now. Have you heard about this? I heard about it. Um, now, they've been. this has been years that we've heard little messy things going on between Beats by Dre and, and counterparts. Yeah. And, um, so basically right now what's going on is Beats is inking a deal with HTC. And apparently had came out that they were monster bashing. Um Beat told Monster's distributors and retailers to drop Monster headphones as a product line, forcing them to choose between Beats and Monster. Um, these sales representatives and dealers were the same distributors and retailers that Monster had introduced to Beats. Uh, a senior at Beats executive announced, we are going to take Monster down. So, apparently last year, uh, they were... Sued for something very similar. Uh, well, Dre was sued for something very similar in the sense of um, they take their business partners and they kind of kitty corner around somebody in order so that they can get the bigger stakes of this. Uh, it'll be really interesting to me because now that I'm actually putting all the pieces together and it did start out Monsters, Beats by Dre Monsters, and now it has kind of just inked itself into this Beats by Dre, Beats right. by Dre. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know too much about uh, the technological side or who actually owns what percentages or whatnot. So it's going to be very interesting to me because Monster is a pr- pretty big company uh, and known within the industry. So it'll be interesting to see this battle. Yeah, they said that uh, Monster developed Beats by Dre. It was all their technology. Yeah, and then Beats by Dre like underhand, underhandedly took the technology to HCC without notifying Monster and came out of nowhere and took the business and took the developers and shit like that. But then I was kind of reading too, like Apple purchased Beats by Dre, that whole thing. And they're saying like Beats by Dre and it's still on contract with HCC. Mm-hmm. So it's like now gonna... something else is going to come out. Uh, but to me, honestly, I look at it like, I don't, I don't know. I, I was on the whole beat movement for a while, but as a DJ, I, I don't use beats because right. it tampers with the sound of everything. Um, I don't know. For me personally, I see a lot of people pushing away from me too. beats by Dre. I, I just think it's, it's kind of the fads over. It's kind of yeah. like, so Monster, if you're smart, you would push yourself away from them and say, all right, you guys want to do that? Let me shit on your life and show you what technology we can right. create. Go be with HTC. Their phones suck anyway. So Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. I see the fact dying down too. Um, you start you're seeing the smaller earphones again, like the the buds again. Cost you know, good quality, two hundred, three hundred dollars. So that seems to be the, especially where it needs to be anyway. Who wants to walk around with these big ass? I do. I I enjoy walking for your around phone. With sure your phone. do. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I I got uh, Noise Hush. That's my favorite headphone brand. And what they are is they just are wireless Bluetooth headphones, but they're so comfortable. They don't feel like you got nothing on your head. They're as big as this, but it don't feel like this. They're oh, everything. I can't have those. Uh, and they sound amazing. Um, so Monster, just keep it pushing because. It just sounds too shady for y'all. Or get some money out of it. Shit. Um, all right, moving on from that. Obviously, the biggest news this week that anyone cared about was Justin Bieber was half naked across the United States in some Calvin Kleins. Well, the pictures came out, and did you see the pictures? Yeah, I saw them. What you think? I think he's... Well, he they were he- heavily photoshopped. He's just not cool to me. 
All right, here's what I'm going to say about this. This is the Photoshop version. Um, instantly, I was just looking like, well, they were very um, nice to add that bulge in there. Um, but if you see, did you see the unphotoshopped ones? Yeah. It was a whole new person, other than his face. His face was serving. I give you that, Justin. You, you, you served some face in that Calvin Klein. Um, now, is the rumor that the Jonas brother was supposed to get the Calvin Klein first, or he had just taken those pictures and people were saying he should have gotten it. People were saying he should have got it. I mean, this is very David Beckham to me. That's what I, that's what I, uh, and it's like. And he's a bigger star than the Jonas brother. Justin Bieber is supposed to be adorable, not trying to be sexy. Like, that's like a little kid. That's like pedophilia to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it is like pedophilia, but but at the, it's the same thing with Ariana Grande. It's like, okay, I get what we're... But she's a chick, so it's different. Like, no, it's, it's a double not. standard. I mean, I guess it's a double standard, but to me, I'd rather... I feel like it's more right for Justin Bieber to be dressed like this than Ariana Grande, because she just, for me, looks like a 12-year-old <laughs> girl. So I don't want to see that. With Justin Bieber, it's like... I know how old he... I know he's older, and I can accept the fact that he wants to get out of this childhood, that mushroom cut or whatever he was doing back in the day. You know what I mean? He so he's trying mob. to yeah, be like, look, guys, I have muscles. Well, like, get the muscles. Like, boy, I'll get you on some Herbalife. Hit me up, and we will get you <laughs> pumped up. All right? Moving on from that. But congratulations, Justin Bieber, on that. But I think those pictures are going to... That was. I think that was kind of dumb of Calvin Klein. It was. They could have picked somebody so much better. Like, Mar- no one has done better than Mark Wahlberg. That picture is right. everything. Moving on. VH1. They ordered a new backdoor pilot for a hip-hop drama called The Breaks. Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's whatever. Why? Um. Well, I don't know. I like VH1. I think VH1 is, they brought back kind of scripted television with uh, Hit the Floor and... Um, single ladies mm-hmm. so i appreciate them for that but hearing this if i would have heard this before empire i would have been like for it but now i'm just like okay now they're about to water down all these same type of shows and kind of it's cool but who's in it again like well actually now that you just said that i wanted to ask you um 50 cent and Taraji had kind of yeah. gotten into it over their shows. How did you, what did you think about that? Nobody watches. At all. No, who has, nobody has stars. I don't know anyone in real life who have that <laughs> channel or who watch it. So like, no, nobody even knows what he's talking about. And what I, like 50 Cent was like, he was on the show. He, it's his show, but he left it or some shit like that. Now he wants to be all like rah rah for it and shit. Nobody cares 50 Cent. Nobody even has that channel to watch the show. <laughs> Nobody cares, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Taraji responds to him was like Taraji Henson, like that's why people fuck with her because she was like, what did she say? She said something like, um, "Ollie talk about dollars, not cents." <laughs> I'm just like, it was stupid, but it was funny. I love Taraji. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess this is going to be the year 2015 of you know presenting hip hop as a mogul. Um, and I mean, to continue on with that, Jay-Z had some commentary uh, off of the OWN network talking about hip-hop and what it's done for uh, race and just the culture of music. He came out to say that um, I think hip-hop has done more for racial relations than most cultural icons. And I say save Martin Luther King because his dream speech we realized when President Obama got elected. This music didn't only influence kids from urban areas. It influenced people all around the world. Racism is taught in the home. I truly believe that racism is when you're young. So it's very difficult to teach racism when your kids look up to Snoop Dogg. 
He then went on to say, if you look at the clubs and how integrated they have become, before people partied in separate clubs, there were hip-hop clubs and there were techno clubs. And now people partying together, and once you have people partying together, dancing, singing the same music, then conversations naturally happen after that. And within conversations, we all realize that we're more alike than we are separate. Hey guys, there is a question on the chat roll. It was for the headphones thing that you guys were talking about earlier. It was, all these headphone brands, Beats by Dre, 50 Cent, etc., they are just selling a brand. Not much to it. Uh, Earbuds is where it's at, though. I agree with you, Jesse. Hey. That was from uh, Kay Bassey. Hey, Kay Bassey. Well, I don't like earbuds. Sorry. I love earbuds. <laughs> I'm to- oh, so there you go, Sean. <laughs> I'm all for the pillow, the pillow ears. I'd be yeah. walking down the street looking crazy. Um... So, but thank you for commenting. Um, how'd you feel about Jay-Z and what he was saying? Now, some people that's, are kind of against it and saying I that think they think that it's the demise of... Um, I definitely think that the music... I don't think just hip-hop. So I think music all together brings people together from every different background. Um, I, I mean, we it, talk about every week. Yeah, Blondie. Right. You know, the you fact know that saying? two genres could sit and have that conversation. But and, I definitely do see, like, since I've started going out... Especially out here in LA, and, and I lived in Vegas, and like in, my club age happened in Vegas. All the clubs are mixed out there. You see that in LA. LA and Vegas is kind of the same. I went to New York, and I saw that people were saying like, "Let's go to the black club," and yep. like I've never heard that before, you know. But I guess now what Jay Z is saying, like, there's no such thing as a black club anymore, or you know, a techno club. It's all the same thing. And I think the West, the West Coast pioneered that, you know what I'm saying? But um, music or hip hop music in general. It's now like pop music, and so I think that kind of, yeah, I see it. I, I get what he's saying. Um, racism is taught at home. That's true. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I agree with them 100%. Now, the music is crap, you know what I'm saying? But the culture overall, I see that it has influenced a lot of young people, including myself and Jesse and everybody else. So I definitely see that, um, unspokenly, it has brought people together and we are having conversations and we are partying together and eating together and everything you know what i'm saying so i mean we talk i mean just the you know as much as <laughs> hate to talk about this without queen being here but you know as much as we bash on iggy azalea or you love iggy azalea you know there comes a point where the fact that Iggy Azalea is being spoken about in hip hop opens doors for certain conversations. When else would we be talking about the N word? I'm gonna or... say this too. Um, it's, Iggy Azalea is garbage, okay. but we would not be having this conversation if Iggy Azalea would have came with the same product two, three years ago. We wouldn't even be talking about, you know, what I'm saying her being authentic. But it's just. It's a big issue now because of what's going on in the country. That's why it's such a big issue. You know what I'm saying? But if she would have came out the same product three years ago and dropped the N word, no, we'd no, be having that. We wouldn't be having. We wouldn't be talking about it years earlier. You know what I'm saying? But now she came out at a sensitive time. Unfortunately, where race is an issue now in this country, that's why everybody's so sensitive, hypersensitive to Azalea doing rap. So I was. Um at a friend's house and randomly started free. We were freestyling, right. and um, one of the kids was like, "Oh, really, Sean?" <laughs> uh, one of the kids was like, "Oh, he was like, wow, he was like a gay white boy, and you just did that." And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I, I, I was actually in the studio with this uh, gay white boy, and you know, 
you want to hear his track? And I was like, yeah. He was like, he was on X Factor or something like that. I'm going to get his, his name. Actually, I'm going to try and get him in studio. Very interesting. Um, he was like, now I'm just warning you. He was like, it's really kind of out there. So he plays this kid's song. And this kid dropped the N-word like several times throughout it. And I'm just – and I mean he's talking very explicit and whatnot. And – I don't know. It scares me to a certain point of where we're going as a culture. I got I got some. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my nephew's uh, Snapchat name. Uh-huh. Anyway, my nephew plays basketball. He lives in Las Vegas. He's on a basketball team. Um, so it's a bunch of guys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at a Snapchat, and this is. I don't know what they're doing to their friend who is a white guy. He's they're like taunting him or whatever, but they're like friendly. You know what I'm saying? He's like their best friend or whatever. Bunch of black guys and black girls, Latino, you see them in the Snapchat. The white boy's like, yeah, niggas better get away from Like, he's gone off on them. Nobody's tripping off of it. And I'm just like, that's just crazy. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, people say it. No, people say, no, I, I understand people say so it. So it's like, do, do we get, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, because here's the thing. I've said it before. I, I grew when I where I grew up, it was just in your ear, and it just naturally. I I consciously would try to not say it because my best friend, she was black. She did not say it. She didn't right. appreciate when it was said around her. So I always consciously made sure. But my other friends, it was like putting butter on toast. It was everywhere. Right. And so yeah, there were times where it has come out of my mouth. It has slipped out. But now at my age, now, and understanding how it affects people, you know, certain things like that. You have to make a conscious decision of not using certain words, saying I am going to represent this. And but it I, just... think it's, it, I think it's the age. Like, you got to look at people's age. Like, my nephew's 16, 17 years old. So they don't – my nephew don't even no, get right. it. And that's the age that, that – You know what I'm I saying? Was, like, they're conscious about race relations from the white people to, to the black kids or whatever, but it's just not the it's same. It's not important. At that yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like life. Selma, my nephew do not have interest in seeing that. Of course not. None of his friends want to, like, they don't even care about that. And I was like, are they being unconscious to the history or they just don't? I, I think no, that they just don't, like, they don't, it's not even on their radar. It's scary. I don't think it's scary. I know. It, I, 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 I do. I understand. Without them, make, without them feeling or knowing that it's scary to them, I just think it's something that that's old. We don't deal with that today. I'm watching Love and Hip Hop. I just think we're in a we, uh, yeah, uh, later on today. You guys will see an interview with Will Packer, uh, director Will Packer. And, you know, one thing I said to him, I was like, as a director, in 2015, I don't know why I do that all the time. In 2015, um, <laughs> How do you compete with these trash scripted reality shows, which it's consuming and toxicating and decaying people's minds? It really is. It creates this ADHD, like I said, with uh, Empire. Right. You know, it creates this, okay, I can't watch a show for 30 minutes or, oh, my God, these commercials are so long. Oh, my God. Oh, my it creates, we need to see that fight. I need to see, you know, what right. is that bitch going to say to her? It creates this almost like an anger and I inside. Think that, and I think that's why I, that's why the show moved so fast for me. And that's why Scandal, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, these scripted shows, they move really fast mm-hmm. because of the ADH culture, reality shows. So I didn't even look at it that way. But I'm like, okay, so this is why they move. That's why I don't watch TV because it's like 
that shit is fast, but it those kids could pick it up and like watch it and like absorb it. <laughs> yeah, I'm old and I'm just like, what the fuck? And we live in a time, honestly, where I just think that these kids watch stuff and they really think it's real, and that that bothers me <laughs> on so many levels because. Growing up, um, growing up, I'll never forget this. Growing up, Lil' Kim, uh, Hardcore, Notorious K.I.M., and La Bella Mafia. Those were like my three bad CDs that I hid in my sock drawer so my mom would never find them. <laughs> and my mom I thought that the edited version was what Lil' Kim was really saying until she found that. You know, but as a kid, I understood, like, I'm not shoving coke up my pussy. or You know what I mean? Like, I understand what Lil' Kim is rapping about is not my life. I don't speak like Lil' Kim, you know, in the confinements of my own bedroom. You know, was right. I singing Lil' Kim? Of course I was. When driving down the street singing Lil' Kim? Of course I was. But I know that's not my life. I'm not out here trying to pretend to be, you know, like Jay-Z out here, you know, hustling. My hustle is a different type of hustle. And I, I wish... You know, and with hip-hop, they always talk about, oh, hip-hop is about talking about your struggles, you know, talking about uh, where we came from. And I get that, and you've done that, Jay-Z. But now I feel like it's a time where you want to say what hip-hop has done and how it's influenced these kids. It has influenced these kids, but has it influenced them in a positive way? It has. It did. I feel like older hip-hop, it it, it did. But now what we consider hip-hop, what what is it influencing? What positiveness is it influencing? I don't mean to interrupt. We have another uh, viewer. His name is Skins Bison's 1906. He says, I know, Jay-Z comments uh, on race is flawed. We heard, we heard this in the 60s. Folks were uh, dancing together and you still had, you still had blatant race, racism. The elephant in the room is cultural um, appropriation. This is not new, but now you don't need black artists to sell black music or idioms. That's what he said. Mm. That's true, and that's deep. I, 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 I yeah, because he's oh yeah, she can do it for you. We talked about <laughs> it. I, I said it before I came here. When, or, you know, I went to a black radio station, and nobody in the office or, or any of the DJs except one, uh, one of the biggest radio stations in the country. Nobody was black, but me, and a person who's black who has a show wasn't there. He's old. And I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, we're not even selling our own shit anymore. Black radio, black product, you know what I'm saying? Black audience. But nobody in here that is employed at this radio station is black. Not even the DJs. That was crazy. That really, like, because I'm like, why aren't they? The reason why I came up with this, I said, we were, we were there talking about, I can't even. We, Discuss what you're Yeah, so it's not even. But it was, it was, it was some shit. So anyway, that's a different story, though. Well, okay. So one thing that, you know, uh, that, okay, make sure you guys tune in. What time is the uh, Will Packer interview? It's at 6, right? I believe so. So 6 p.m. streaming live here. You'll see uh, we had an interview with Will Packer. Um, and I didn't know this about him, but he did the movie Chua. Right. And so before that, he had a movie called Chocolate City. But even Chua, that what he was talking about. I remember that. So yeah, like that's what turned me gay. My mom probably hates him. Kenya Moore and uh, Gary Dorian. Mean, fuck Kenya Moore. I was looking at Tyson back from. Oh yeah, I remember. Was that, that Chua too? That was two. Yeah. Oof. Anyways, so he was saying that 
getting a distributing deal. Now, this is before the internet or anything like that. You know, he was selling D- the DVDs to, of Chocolate City out his car. He went to the local, you know, um, movie theater to go make sure his movie could play in there. And there was that uh, need for hustle. And he said, you know, today here, nowadays, it's so easily accessible that we can just create crap. Anybody can create crap. If we want to create a movie, we could take our phones and create a movie, edit it on here, upload it to YouTube, and now it's a movie on World Star because, you know, 50,000 people watched it. Right. That doesn't make it good. Right. You know, so. And it's like we think it's good because it has those numbers. Yeah. So we'll follow it because it has those numbers. And those num- half of those numbers were probably purchased or something That's like crazy. that. And it's just about, and I said, you know, he said it's about filtering out the crap. And so for Jay-Z, you know, I get what he's saying and shout out to uh the commenters in the chat room. The cycle has been going on. And the point of it comes down to okay Jay-Z, I get that you're accepting this, but what's the change going to be? What's the change right. going to be? Cuz what are you talking about in your music that's going to inspire a young person to really want to change? What are you ta- you're talking about like all these nice things that you have, but it also also puts you on a level where they can't touch you. Yeah, it's very uh un- like unrealistic. It's his reality, but it's nobody else's. But his success though, Jay-Z's success is we've seen him evolve from talking about selling crack to now <laughs> In yachts in the sky, we can't we can't afford. It. So yeah, I get what you're saying. So uh, J Cole is very like hands he, on. Yeah, he talks about. I'm listening to J Cole track. I'm like shit. I could fucking go out and. So it's real. And it's like you know what I'm saying. So I see. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I see it. And that's where I, I'm just. That's the only thing that I stand up with. Uh, some of these artists like Beyonce, Jay Z, Rihanna. It gets to a point where you have to know that you have a power. And I, you know, when you get to that point, how can you not want to make a change within people's minds? Because you're not. When you're putting, you know, partition up there and you're half naked and, you know what I mean? You're talking about giving your husband a blowjob in the back of a car. Like, yeah, I was dancing to it. I own the CD. I own the music video and I jam the fuck out to it. But Beyonce, you know, when are we going to step to the other side of saying, you know, I want to have a discussion about this. And I, I think we're at a point where I need these celebrities to realize how important they really are. Yeah, especially to And how much influence too. they have. And I don't see them doing that. And I get it. Because I get it. If you went into the music industry, like, I just want to release music. Like, I don't want to talk about important well, I don't think Beyonce is that. Sorry, B.I. But I love Beyonce, you know. I don't think she's that bright. <laughs> What? I do. She's a Virgo. She was born the day before me, and I believe Beyonce is a genius, and she's just working on her craft. But I, I also think she's just in a place where she probably feels like, what am I really going to be able to do? But you can do a lot. Right. But then if she does that, you know, does the record company pull something back? But I just feel like, Beyonce, you're so big. It don't matter. You could leave whatever you wanted to leave and just be Beyonce. Right. Which hopefully that'll be a step in the future. Moving on from that, speaking of icons, Madonna was in the news because she released a song called Rebel Heart. Well, this is the artwork for Rebel Heart, uh, her new EP or album. And um, (laughs) she started releasing these pictures. So the picture of her album is her face and it has this black wire wrapped around it. And she started releasing all these pictures of iconic people like Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Bob Marley, uh, Princess Diana, John Le- uh, 
John Legend, <laughs> John Lennon. Um, and people got really upset that she was comparing herself to the likes of Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King. So Madonna came out and uh, apologized, which I thought that was really interesting that Madonna apologized for anything she's ever done. Um, she said, I'm sorry, I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I'm admiring and acknowledging their rebel hearts. This is neither a crime or an insult or racist. I also did it with Michael Jackson, Frida Kahlo, and Marilyn Monroe. What did you think of uh, all this uproar? Madonna is very calculated. She knew exactly what she was doing. She's this. Apology was probably mapped out before she even yep. <laughs> put the picture. So, um, I, I understand why people are uh, offended by. It. I think it's like, but if you know Madonna, you it brings like, me to the, when she did the um, like a prayer. She's yeah. sleeping with Jesus, like it's right. Madonna. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's kind of like too like that's true Madonna fashion. That's what she do. Like she's. Well, the shock value. She's always that's how she built her career, but at the same time, it's like you're kind of old now. Like, you know, like what the fuck? Like, it's all this race stuff going on. She go tweet or put some pictures of Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King up, tied up, tied up. <laughs> so it's like it's like silly. You can't even get mad about it. I mean, but, you, you can know, get mad about it. She, she Madonna. You know what I'm saying? We know she's not racist, so let's like not even go there. You know what I'm saying? We know she's not racist. She's done more for black people probably than fucking Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Conscious with like a prayer to video with the black Jesus and you know what I'm saying? Things she said in the past. So she's not racist, but she's just silly. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't offend me at all. But I understand why people are upset about it. Yeah, I definitely get both sides. Again, I think she would have done this two years ago, three years ago. Oh, 100%. Nobody wouldn't even say anything about it. They would be like, oh, she's just silly. She's crazy. Yep. But because of the time that we're in now, people are tripping about it. Um, and so kind of to go off of posting things on Instagram, Snoop was in the news this week. <laughs> um, so Snoop Dogg is one of my favorite Instagram accounts yes. on, on Instagram. And he posts pictures all the time. He makes fun of himself. He makes fun of other people. Um and one thing that he does is he there's this picture of Snoop where he's like on a couch and he has like this like a head wrap. Head wrap. Black on. girls know what they talk, what he doing with the head wrap. Cause black girls tie their hair before they go to sleep. And he'd be like posting things <laughs> like who auntie is this or something like that. He makes fun of himself all the time. Well, he came across this picture of this guy who, um, you know, also kind of came across a little. You know, trans cross yeah. cross gender could be male, female. Um, and so he posted the picture and said, "Whose auntie uncle is this?" And <laughs> everyone went in on the picture, and the, apparently the kid whose picture it was was getting harassed, death threats, being called a faggot, a whole bunch of things. And um, he's trying to sue Snoop Dogg. To get the picture taken down and because he's being harassed by all these people. Snoop Dogg has, did not take the picture down. <laughs> um, and so there, this opens the discussion now to, you know, can you get away with things? This is the picture <laughs> of the kid. You know, can you get away with posting stuff like this? Do you think that he can get – do you think he'll get money off of this or – No, he won't. I, the court, the court would probably see it, but he ain't gonna get that off because he posted it on his public Instagram page. So, and um, 
once you post anything on Instagram, you can't. Instagram owns it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he just want attention, followers, hits. You know Who? what I'm saying? This boy right here. Really? He should be happy that Snoop posted him. That's crazy. That is an ugly ass picture, though. That's fucked up. Why would you post that ugly picture? Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, Sean, maybe he just think he look good. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna. Here's my thing. You know what I mean? Because I can't really talk, be one to talk because the comedian side of me goes in on people's lives sometimes. But, um, I don't know. It's hard for me with this one because I see both sides of the story. So, like with Snoop Dogg. You know, to be able to watch somebody who puts themselves on camera, who puts themselves out he's, there. He's a comedian himself, Snoop Dogg. I, I, well, that, but, you know, to talk about these celebrities who put themselves out there and put themselves in the face of public to, you know, do those things. You know, when he was going in on Iggy Azalea and making the funny jokes about her. She puts herself out there. She makes comments and does things in which you can comment on. I mean, to take some random kid out of nowhere and yeah, kind of put him on blast and now who knows what's going on that with that kid, kid. Like, that was a grown ass I mean whatever man. it is the situation is clearly he's very bothered by it and I mean who is knows is he what, really bothered by it I don't know but I do know that people post stuff like that I know what depression cause, gets caused from and I know that people are rude as fuck out there and I know that if someone saw that kid walking down the street they're going to call him a faggot they're going to call him auntie uncle they're going to say things to him and so yeah I do there is a sign of me that does okay, believe that that I, kid's yeah. life is going to be a little yeah, tainted I, okay I, see, I get what you're saying so in that sense of it I wish Snoop Dogg could be like you know what oh that was my bad I shouldn't have did that you know and kind of fix the situation between him and him now as far as suing it's like child sit down because you did post that picture on there and i mean you know what i mean like maybe it don't look crazy to you but to some people it clearly looked something right. and you know maybe you should put that head wrap on <laughs> he said it tied his hair <laughs> so there you go snoop <laughs> i don't know where we are with you on that one but moving on from that so just when you thought you didn't know where the hell Akon was. Last time we saw him was in that Ebola bubble. <laughs> well, Akon is about to release five albums this year. A Eurotrack album, a pop album, a urban album, an island music album, and a world album. Five genres. They're called Stadium. All of the albums are the same. Uh, picture, it's him shirtless in front of a whole crowd. They're all different colors, and this album is called Stadium. But each album will have a different type of sound to but it. But it's all the same song, so, right? No. Oh, okay. Um, so they're going to be released with all throughout the uh, next 12 months. So he said different tracks so the single to each his own will be included on the pop themed album bounce will featuring uh nico the kid will be on his euro album just a man will uh featuring damon marley will be on the island album and the world's first uh, uh the world's album first track will be called feeling oh, well i won't say that one i'm actually really surprised that that's his song um he ba- basically feeling an n word with using the K- two k's instead and then to lead the track out is the uh, urban album, and it'll be called Whole Lot. What do you think about this uh, I think his stunt? Time, his time is up. <laughs> his time is up. He's But Akon's pretty big worldwide. Uh, no? No. I mean, I, I I think it's an interesting but that's dope, choice. Like, he has a lot like, of money yeah. to be able to do something like, like this, period. Like, like if he was like Beyonce or like... You know what I'm saying? Or Michael Jackson and somebody. That's dope. Five albums at the same time. Or Justin Timberlake. 
or Bruno Mars or something, but nobody's checking for Akon for him to release one album, <laughs> let alone five. <laughs> so, so you know, this. Maybe just take the best songs off each one and just call it. Right, you know what I'm saying? Stadium. So, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe this is, you know, he's trying to be innovative. Nah. Let's, let's go with that. All right, moving on from that, let's look at some new artists. All right. I'm really excited to talk about this first artist. Yeah, she, that was. So the first artist is called, uh, her name is Victoria Modesta. And she is from Europe. And she is a pop star. But they're calling her the new wave pop star. Now, Victoria Modesta is an amputee. She only has one leg. Um, she's been performing for a while. She would always wear a, uh, you know, um, prosthetic leg that looked like a real leg so she performed at this world music award thing for her first time and she met this um prosthetic designer who was like you know i just uh who had worked with the child who wanted like cool cartoons on her arm and things she didn't want just a regular arm and so she wanted to take that to a new level and victoria modesta as a performer was like i would love to be you know that catapult for you so they started creating all these really cool different prosthetics and um, they have like one performance. She has like this uh, leg and it looks like the bone, but it glows in the dark and like moths follow it. It's like crazy things. One's like a disco ball um, and then another one's a spike. We'll show you that in a second. Um, BBC. Huge network. <laughs> is sponsoring this girl. Right. They have funneled so much money into this girl. Um, the agenda behind it gives me Illuminati 100%. She seems like a sweet girl. She seems like almost like the perfect girl for this right. position. Um, after we show you this, uh, you know, after the show, I want you guys to go check out the song's called Prototype. And I want you guys to check type in Prototype uh, behind the scenes because after you watch the full video, and when you watch the full video, listen to it with headphones. It's just the sound. I've yeah. never heard a music video that really takes you to this level. Um, it's like movie quality audio. 100%. Yeah. And then so the behind the scenes is really interesting in how they're trying to sell this girl. So in the interview, they don't show one of her legs. The, the amputee leg. They they show she has her legs crossed, and they only show the top of her knee. And they're very careful about how they shoot her in certain positions, so you forget about the leg. But in the video, the leg is the most prominent thing, and so it's really interesting Calculated. how they're how they're putting it out there and how they're playing her as a superhero. Um, the music. Uh, I, she's I, not the most amazing some, this is where it all started was my friend was like oh she's gonna shit on Lady Gaga's life and I'm just so over everybody hating on Lady Gaga cause my thing is like who is Lady Gaga <laughs> Lady Gaga can fucking sing she's a talented writer performer well, and singer she's not even out anywhere so I mean to you but to millions of other people Lady no. Gaga's popping like this bitch what is she gonna do is she gonna sit up there and what strum on her leg Lady like, Gaga last album barely sold 500,000 copies that's fine I thought that was her best album Personally, uh, that's not a that's okay. So what? Like you? So wait. So you're going back to if it's if it has the numbers, that means it's popular. You know where Lady Gaga fucked up at? Where she I, Red One should have done her whole. She she stopped fucking with Red One and she flopped. 
But I okay, that's how you personally feel. No, I personally I think, feel I her we, last album was so dope. It was good though, but we were, we're so used to a sound. I don't want magic. that. The rest of that no, sound. Well, you ain't gonna get her. You ain't gonna make music no more because nobody's buy. gonna buy. It. Anyways, Lady Gaga can really sing, so that's why I was she just looking like we cannot piano. compare this girl to that girl. Thank you in the booth. Um, all right, so here's Victoria Modesto. Now we can't play the the audio, so what we're gonna do is at the end of the video. She does this like black swan scene and this is – you'll see one of the uh, prosthetics that she has. It's this huge metal spike leg and she does this ballerina thing in it. So let's take a, a look at that. The sounds are – Yep. Wait. Do we have the audio? That is dope. I want one. Okay, I don't know about <laughs> Looking like Toy Story. Listening right now, she's spiraling around with her spike, looking like the black swan. It says, Some of us were born to be different, some of us were born to take risks. Um, I, I her personality is really cool. I, I gotta figure out where she's exactly from. I want to say Russia or something because I thought she was from London, was it? Yeah. Um, she said in the behind the scenes thing. Well, she has to be from London, BBC. She has to be from the UK. I mean, she could have been living in London and telling <laughs> oh, her story, yeah. but I'm wondering <laughs> if she's from Russia or someplace. Because just her attitude is very, you're not gonna fuck with me. Like, yeah, I only have one leg. What's your fucking problem? Right. Like, she's really an interesting person. Um, but she said that the best thing about this video was the spike leg because it was the first time she had ever put a prosthetic on and felt completely out of experience, out of body experience in which she felt like a different creature. And that's where the whole idea for prototype came. And I thought that was really cool. That is dope. And I can see how that gave me an out of body experience watching it. So So the full video is six minutes long, go to YouTube and type in prototype channel four. It'll pop up. Um, Watch it. At first it's kind of like a little like, what the fuck? Very dark. Very dark. Um, but then watch the behind-the-scenes story. Altogether, the packaging of it is awesome. It's really interesting and inspiring. Um, moving on. So we have L.A. artist Nizzy Nice, uh, homie, and uh, he has my homegirl Sensei Don't Play in the video. This is called FYTB. And we all go ride, nigga, fuck we talking about Came from the bottom, my nigga, we grind yeah. Started with nothing, now look at me shining Woo. I'm back in this bitch, so fuck with a nigga That's trying to get rich at the top of the prime hey. I give you niggas hope, hey. give you niggas hope Song come on the bitch, singing ain't dope <laughs> Take the G to game, motherfucker so let me do my thing, motherfucker I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. Headed to the stars every time I take a real About the phone from the city, went scratch to the bucket But I still made it out, staying hard like fuck There we go. Nizzy Nice. Fuck what you talk about. Um, I mean, turn up song. 
cool. It seemed so, like a dope commercial. It was dope. A too, commercial what I liked for dope about it clothing line. It's because it didn't sound like an LA song. I like the LA sound though a lot. But I like that he's from L.A. and shot the video in L.A. and was in L.A. Up. sound. Yeah, so that was dope. That was risky, too, for now, especially in L.A. because I don't think we Yo have Your track a- don't sound like DJ Mustard? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was dope. I appreciate that. We got to get him on the show. Yes, we're going to get him in uh, soon. And then, okay, so now these next two girls, they're nobody new. Um, the songs aren't even new, but I have to share them with y'all because... By checking the numbers, clearly a lot of people don't know about them. And shout out to uh, Miss Coco for putting me on to one of them. But before we get to that one, I want to talk about this girl. Her name is Janine. And she has this mixtape out called Janine and the Mixtape. Download it. It's awesome. This girl takes you with her voice to a whole nother place. Um, the song's called Hold Me. This is the acoustic version. The music video is online. You guys can check that. But the acoustic version... It just puts you in a. I like how she looked. She looked like she looked hood, like <laughs> little hood white. Yeah, might could, it might be a little chola. Yeah, like New York, Puerto Rican, Boricua, the Bronx. Give me that. What you looking at? Like, I like her look. Like a, almost kind of like a. What was her name? Angel Perez. Amanda Perez. Amanda Perez. Well, she was like a lesbian. She was a lesbian. She was like Queen Latifah. This, well, no, but like their sound kind oh, yeah. of. She sounds. She sings better than. Oh no, one hundred percent. All right, so let's check this out. This is Janine in the mixtape. Hold me. Oh no, this is Sky Townsend. We gotta get Janine because we gotta have a whole another conversation about Miss Sky Townsend. Hey Jesse on TV. (laughs) Ah, ah, And she got. Janine in the mixtape, hold me. She sounded like, like she sounded like Tamia a little bit. Like who? Tamia. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, she had the little Aaliyah swoop bang with the hoop, <laughs> the oversized hoop. <laughs> she all she needed is them to say Janine. Right. <laughs> the mixtape. Um, so check her out. She's on YouTube. Uh, her, her stuff's available on iTunes. One hundred percent. She's dope. Um. All right, so this next one, shout out to Coco Naomi TV for introducing me to her. We're going to get her in studio. Her name is Sky Townsend. Um, we getting her in, Sky in We're going to get Sky in studio. Uh, oh, that's the girl that was on Twitter. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. This is why you can't be just talking shit to people. I didn't talk, but she, all right, whatever. I'm going to tell her when she get here, so. She don't think she Beyonce. Play her video, or play her thing. But wait, before we do that, uh, <laughs> so, you know, this is actually the first song that I've heard of hers, and... We're playing a clip from the middle of it. So just for you guys know, when you go and listen to the full song, it's a little out there at the beginning. It's like, wait, I don't know. It's a little little out there. And the video's kind of out there, too, because I was not expecting it. But she has a song called Pineapple Diet with Pusha T. Oh, 
it's everything go listen to that song this song's everything too but i wanted to show you guys the music video so here's sky townsend download Sky Townsend, down low. What you thinking? That was dope. I like that song. Uh, you don't expect it. That's a uh, Bob Marley, right? Original. Mm-hmm. Then Lauryn Hill did it over. Yeah, that was dope. I, I, and before I had heard, well, when I had heard her music, I was not expecting her visually right. when I heard the music. Um, and then I found Pineapple Diet. Oh, go check out Pineapple I did, Diet. I need to hear Pineapple so Diet. fucking dope. Um, all right. And that's all we got for y'all. So thank you for tuning in. Welcome thank to you. the new year, 2015. We got to get uh, Tweet Queen, Queen of the Wink. Uh, wish her some happy well-being so she recovers fast. You guys can tweet us at uh, BHL Online. Also check us out on Instagram at the Beat TV. Tweet me at DJ Jesse J. Tweet me at Sean underscore or Sean Allen underscore underscore. Until next week, same time, same place. Peace. Peace. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Music redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.